0: Hi, I am Pastor Tony Jones. I am the pastor of Impact Fellowship. Today we have an awesome message. We're going to talk about the prodigal son and everything that comes with it. Come on back when you're done. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. God bless you. Welcome to another Sunday in the Lord. My name is uh, Pastor Tony Jones and I am the pastor of Impact Fellowship. And we welcome you here today on this Sunday, October the... 4th. October the fourth, glory to God. Nah, twenty twenty. Um, so we're looking forward to seeing what God has for us today. Um, let's get started. Hallelujah. 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 How great is our God? Not he once was great, but he still remains so. He he is a great God, and he does nothing that is backwards. He does nothing Amen. that is sideways. Amen. He does everything well. Amen. How great is our God. We thank Dr. Sarah for for giving us uh, 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 that blessing of, of song this morning. Uh, today I want to jump into um, something that we talked about a few weeks ago. We had talked about the uh, prodigal son and um, I think we, we used it in uh, collaboration with Another message that we were preaching, but I was reminded of something during that message that just did not um, explain everything fully. So I just want to be able to jump right into that um, scripture and and break some things down. So turn with me this morning into the book of Luke, Luke, the 15th chapter, and we will begin around verse one, Luke 15 beginning at verse number one. And it reads, Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them. Jesus, hearing this, spoke this parable to to them. Let's jump down to verse 11. Then he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living but when he had spent all when he had spent all there arose a severe famine in that land and he began to be in want then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed the swine and he would gladly have filled his stomach with the paws that the swine were, that the swine ate and no one gave him anything but when he came to himself he said how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare and i perish here with hunger i will arise and go to my father and will say to him father I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and and came to his father, but but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I have never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, he who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and he was lost and is found. Glory to God. I just want to um, break down. I'm not even going to give this message a title um, today because I want you to be able to fit this message within your own sphere of, of life. I want you mm-hmm. to be able to fit this particular message, whatever is going on in your world today, I want you to be able to glean from it and you can title it as you may. Glory to God. I just want to start off um uh this this message by saying um one else one other thing here is like here at the at the beginning of this we see that Jesus is eating with um the uh, uh, uh tax collectors He is eating with um, people that is viewed by the church as sinners or as bad people. Um, And here you see that this was um, the uh, religious leaders, there it is, the religious leaders when they saw that Jesus was having conversation, was laughing, were were eating with the uh, tax collectors and the the would-be sinners that they began to talk about him and see, this is the best part i like you know when people uh want to talk about you sometimes they talk in a manner or at a voice level that's loud enough for you to hear and the bible lets us know that as jesus heard these things he began to speak three parables and the, the first parable that jesus spoke to them and uh, now i didn't read this part but i want to i want to bring this in The first parable that he spoke to them was that of a a man who was a shepherd. And he says, what man um, who is shepherding a hundred sheep um, would would leave the ninety-nine and go after the one? And see, I I like that one because he put an emphasis on, like, so you have a shepherd that has a hundred sheep and one is lost Mm -hmm. and he leaves the ninety-nine. What does that represent? You know, uh, for me, I think about the parent who has children at home mm-hmm. and and she may or he may send one of the children to get the other child. And the other child might tell uh, the sibling, no, I'm not coming home with you. And so the parent would leave the other ones behind. In other words, watch your brothers and sisters. I'll be right back mm-hmm. to go snack. I mean, to go get the one that was lost, glory to God, and then he moved on, and he he talked about, uh, for the second parable, he talked about a woman having uh, uh, ten silver coins, and one being lost, he said not only would she sweep the house, glory to God, mm-hmm. but she would begin to search carefully until she finds it what does that mean is that not only will she clean up where she was at not only will she put things back together again in the manner that they were in in search of this one coin because the one is just as valuable as the nine glory to God so we have all these different things that Jesus uh began to share with the crowd but he focused in on uh, uh, verse number eleven, and, and specifically uh, as we uh, know this passage uh, or this parable to be about the uh, prodigal son, but there are a few things that are um, that needs to be emphasized here. Here we're talking about a rebellious or a re- uh, uh, a nature. Um, or a spirit of rebellion. So, I just want to give you some uh, a definition of what that is. So, rebellion is resistance to or defiance of any authority, control, or tradition. Sometimes, all right, there's something in us, and I say all of us. All right. That's why I didn't want to give this message a, a title, because okay. we need to be able to see ourselves. Yes. There is something that's naturally in us mm-hmm. that wants to go in the complete opposite direction than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. It's the resistance to or defiance of any authority, mm-hmm. control, or tradition. Everybody else might be sitting around having vanilla ice cream. I want chocolate. Well, why do you want chocolate? I just want chocolate. It's a resistance to what's happening around us. The other thing I want to define this morning as we go forward in this message is, you know, when we talk about this thing of prodigal, what does prodigal mean? And it is a person who spends or who has spent his or her money on substances with a wasteful, extravagant, nature with a wasteful, extravagant nature. You know, um there are some things that you know I, I've seen I haven't seen them live. You know, let me just make this this clear. I haven't seen these things live, but there was a uh an action where people would say, I'll just make it rain. I'll make it rain with dollar bills. They'll stick dollar bills in their hand and just just send them out like rain would fall down wastefully. That's what it's talking about. Why are you wasting um, that money by just making it rain and fall down onto the ground? Glory to God. So here you have all these different things that naturally comes to us. See, so Using the story of the prodigal son as an outline, let me give you a peek into the home that was touched by rebellion. There is more here than most people realize. This story is being played out in the lives of families in our community, in our country, in this world today. Even the church on a daily basis is dealing with the same things. You will be amazed at how relevant God's word is to your needs right now. In this story that Jesus is telling, we have two brothers. Both are rebellious. Glory to God. One rebelled in an outward manner. Um, the other rebelled silently. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Stop there for a second, preacher. You got to tell me, what do you mean he rebelled silently? Inside, the, the, the other son was going against mm-hmm. what his father wanted to do. And we'll get more into that okay. uh, in, the, in the hallelujah. But get this the father still loved yes. both of them yes. equally. Yes. In order to be in a state of rebellion, you must be in direct opposition of something. Let me give you some um, examples here. Um, selfishness versus giving. So one would give, the other's like, I'm not giving away nothing I have. Selfishness is in the complete opposite direction of giving. Then how about this? Stubbornness versus submission. You know, uh, um... Come on in and sit down with us. No, I'm not not coming in there. Why aren't you going to stand outside? It's cold outside. I'm not coming in. Stubbornness versus submission. Glory to God. And how about this one? Isolation versus fellowship. Isolation versus fellowship. Um, And here you have isolation. I I don't want to participate uh, with what y'all do. No, no, no. Y'all just go ahead. Well, well, you came here to fellowship with us. No, that's okay. I'm I'm just gonna stay here. I'll just watch. Isolation versus fellowship. And the last one here I'll I'll use as an example is humbleness versus arrogance. Mm-hmm. Humbleness versus arrogance. Um so here you can see the many different contrasts that we're trying to pull together here. Um I want to show you something. In the uh a Jewish culture. During this period of time, um, I think Jesus was very strategic in in using this story here. Um, when the young son came to his father to ask for his inheritance, in the in the culture in the Jewish culture of that day, it was like saying, "I wish you were dead." This was highly disrespectful and insulting to uh, that house or to the father. This is what the the Jewish leaders understood in their minds that they would have have received the young son, they would not have received the young son back into this family. In other words, if if a son would come to the, the father asking for his inheritance, this was a great insult, and it would have been caused to um, totally put the son out of the family. Um, he would have been disowned, and he, he would not have been allowed to return as part of the father's family and that is why jesus begins uh, to tell this story in this manner and so let me ask this question i think i'm just going to go through and ask a bunch of questions and then i'm going to give you the definition so who does the young son represent hallelujah the youngest son represents all of those who have been called by god and for whatever reason they have placed one foot in the world and one foot in the church okay. when god chastises those who he has redeemed as as a loving father would he brings them hallelujah to um that that brink of bottom mm-hmm. glory to god and and they see their needs the the need for repentance and return to god and ask for forgiveness let me stop here see a lot of times uh people will wait to see you Hit bottom so that they can celebrate your your fall. They will wait to see you hit that brink so that so that they can say, "See, I told you so." They will wait for you to hit bottom to say, "You got just what you deserve." But that's not what the Father does. The Father allows things to happen so that it grabs your attention. Glory to God. See, some hallelujah. There it is. That's one of the things that we fight against. A lot of sometimes people are in a, 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 a fallen state or a broken state, but they stay there in that place of brokenness because those who know better, those who would be the leaders, is sitting there shaking their heads at them, they're sitting there shaking their fingers at them, saying, See, you got just what you deserve. See, see, that's what happens when you lay down with dogs. You get up with them. nobody wants to hear all of that. God <coughs> didn't hallelujah. God didn't place all of us in that same uh, in that same sphere um, so that you could be ridiculed, so that you could be criticized, so that you could be ostracized. No, he, he he allowed things to happen to you so that you could see him more clearly. Glory to God. So here you have this son. Uh, uh, representing the uh, church. Let me take you to the scripture. John, the 8th chapter, around the 42nd and the, and the 44th verse. Um, it says, if God were your father, you would love me. Um, this is what Jesus is saying to the people. You would love me for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own, but God sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because, here it is. You are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father. You want to do what he has, hallelujah, he was a murderer in from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. So here you have Jesus telling why the people cannot hear them, mm-hmm. because you, because they hear what the enemy is saying. And because they hear what the enemy is saying, they cannot hear God. They cannot understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. To the Father's own, does he give the right to become to the children of God? Um, and that, that answer... That, that question and answer is found in the scripture of John, the, the uh, first chapter around verse 12. And so here you have what, what God is trying to give to the people. He's trying to give understanding as to this is why you're struggling. This is why you're doing the way you're doing. Okay. There's a natural thing in us, and it comes naturally, mm-hmm. that will rebel against God mm-hmm. automatically. God says, go right. Our flesh says, I'm going left. And then if if our flesh is alone, it will find uh, a couple of uh, people that is just like me to say, I'm right, right? It's like, yeah. you, You ever see that when somebody is wrong, they try to find somebody else who's just as wrong as they are to try to convince you that you're the one that's wrong? Here you have um, Jesus trying to explain to the people why this is going on. Come on, preachers, you got to move on. Who does the Father represent? The Father represents God the Father, for he gladly receives yes. his son as part of his family. Yes. The young son returning is a, is a good picture of what repentance is. Yes. He made a change of direction, which is the root meaning of the word repentance. He returned to the father, begging for his forgiveness and acknowledging his sin. He comes back with nothing to offer, yet the father receives him with joy and celebration. The son felt unworthy and remorseful. The son had come to the end of himself and was in desperate need. The son was in desperate need. But watch this. The father, as God the father does, shows his love in in an unconditional way, he accepts him back into the family. In fact, the father had been watching and waiting for his son to return. When the father sees the son approaching, indicating that he had been watching for him, he runs to him and embraces him with open arms. Hallelujah. The the Jewish um, tradition considered this highly undignified in their culture. Listen, those who are patriarchs, those who are rich um, uh, uh, of financial standing, those who are of, of great wealth, did not run to do anything, glory to God. They had uh, uh, um, servants to do that. If, if they wanted to get some exercise, they said, listen, servant, I need you to come and do some jumping jacks for me. I need you to come and run a mile for me. They didn't do that because It went against the culture, glory to God. But yet you see the father had been waiting for his son. But I wanted to show you something else here. Watch this. See, when the father let that son go, when the father gave into the request of the son, he wasn't acknowledging um, that his bad behavior was good. But he was turning him over to God. See, so many times the enemy has gripped our family members. It has gripped our children and our brothers and our sisters. And so we want to be able to snatch them back. So sometimes we will yell at them. It's like, why are you doing that? You so dumb. Don't do this. Or or sometimes we would try to uh, uh, incentivize them. Or here, uh, I'll give you this if, if, if you'll stay. Or, or Or sometimes we'll try to remind them of who they are. You know we weren't raised like this. You 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 know that um our family don't do things like that. But see, I like what the father did. The father gave the son what he asked for. But and in giving so, he gave that child over to God and he waited for his return. He didn't send service to go get the child. Mm-hmm. God knows he had the money to, to do it. He didn't send anyone to uh, 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 tell me well, well, what the boy is doing. God knows he had the the means to do that. But he waited patiently on the Lord. Glory mm-hmm. to God. The, the the scripture lets us know that um, this father received his son. But I want to, I want to slow down and, and finish going through these things. Uh, John, the sixth chapter around the 44th verse says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at that last day. See, it's it's amazing here that Jesus recognized that no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. There is things that we desire for people who, who, who they don't desire the same things for themselves. See, I want all of my family members to, um, to be saved. I want all of my, my family members to be able to prosper in the Lord. But glory to God, unless God draws them, hallelujah, and they receive him, they will not be able to do what as I want them to do. But guess what? There is a man who can do it for us. Hallelujah. See, when I give my things, or I give these people over to the Lord, he does it. And all I have to do is wait patiently. Mm-hmm. Patiently uh, 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 translates into confidence. As I wait in confidence, yeah. and my confidence is not in them, but my confidence is in God. Yeah. As I wait confidently in God, they or it will return. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. Here the Father gives the Son what he does not deserve and with, and withholds what he actually did deserve. The Father celebrates as the as as he tells the eldest son, this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. The older brother is filled with anger, saying, "Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you've never gave me uh, a celebration with my friends. But with this son of yours, who has squandered your property." with prostitutes comes home you kill the fatty calf see now this is the the one thing here we have the eldest son is now getting into his rebellious side see it's amazing how when somebody wants to make an emphasis they will bring up all the bad stuff that you have done or all the bad stuff that someone else has done when they want to show um, character or well, they want to to assassinate the character even further, they have to tell the story all over again. Now imagine how the father felt because the father knew not only all the sins of what the youngest son did, but he also knew all the sins of what the his oldest son has done and is currently doing. Glory to God. But here you have the father didn't leave it um right there. The father began to show or or tell the son, listen, this is where he was. He's no longer there. And because he's no longer there, we get to celebrate. Because this is not just my victory, but this is our victory. And we'll get back to that. What does the eldest son or who does the eldest son represent here? The eldest son represents the Jewish leaders. Or the uh, church folks of today, the religious leaders saw their rewards due to their for their works. They didn't understand that they can bring nothing to the plan of salvation, and if they try to earn it, they do not understand how God saves, and that it is Jesus by righteousness alone that accounts them worthy. No human works can ever earn salvation. See. This is that that thing that says, let me get myself together. Glory to God. We can't get ourselves together. We can't. Well, I just got to get this out of my system. It never leaves your system. Well, I just got to do me for a time. That's a lie. Hallelujah. Well, I was just born this way. That's a lie. See, remember, the enemy has to first separate you and before he can destroy you is separating you, is separating you from the body. Glory to God. And if he can keep you separated, then he can destroy just like he was attempting to do with the prodigal son. The youngest son had nothing to bring. No good works and came back with barely um, a cloth on his back. This may be why the father provided the robe. I don't know, but I do know this. when when the when the When the child came back, glory to God, not only did he come back and immediately was placed in that same seat of wealth it's like what do you mean when the father ordered for a ring to be placed on his finger the father didn't order for um for someone to come take his ring off and put it on the son's finger he says put a ring on his finger what does that represent in this time the ring represented wealth, glory to God. If you wanted to pay for something, you used the family ring and you um, uh, made your mark with the ring or with the um, uh, 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 mark, well, the, the family crest that was within the ring, glory to God. So wealth was instantly um, given back to the son. Um, uh, clothing instantly was giving back to, to the son because um, those of wealth, Wore sandals. Mm-hmm. Only those who were slaves did not have sandals. Okay. Glory to God. So the father immediately reestablished yeah. who the son was. Yes. Yes. Jesus told this parable to the religious to the religious leaders, um, and he said this. Uh, 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 wait a minute. Understand that salvation does not come by works, but by the grace of God. The reaction of the crowd was almost likely extreme. Uh, being upset and outraged, similar to that of the eldest son, Jesus was teaching against their traditions, and for that they would have been offended and astounded. As stated in the in the opening of this commentary, the Jewish leaders uh, or the church people uh, would have disinherited the son, or even watch this even stone him because of his behavior. The son's behavior was highly insulting. To the Father, as a matter of tradition, somebody say tradition. tradition. Jesus needed to tell this parable to the Jewish leaders and the church um, uh, folks um, because Jesus came to fulfill the law, thereby making the tradition of works based um, salvation, works based for salvation, unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You cannot work your way into salvation. Uh, You cannot give um, thousands and thousands of dollars in lieu of something that you might have done. Salvation is not a thing of works. Salvation is not a thing of, well, I got to get myself together and then I'll go. You can't get yourself together. It doesn't work like that. Hallelujah. You know, because God has to do it for you. Listen, preacher, you have to sum this thing up here. Okay, I'm, I'm going to get there. Watch this. So here you have this son, uh, the son, uh, the prodigal son. Uh, he could hardly get out of town fast enough. He sets out for a world that is cold, a world that is ravenous, a world that is just full of everything that he wished he had. And, and watch this. It's anything but pain free. Glory to God. There is no, hallelujah, and they lived happily ever after. There's none of that. And in this rebellious life that, that this child was living, the fact was that was most dreadful uh, is, is it was the coming of that day when he decided that he was going to leave. In his mind, he had, he had grown up with too many restrictions. Glory to God. Now, let me stop here. Now, some of us on this side of things, like, wait a minute, you mean tell me this boy was wealthy beyond belief? Yes. And he thinks he was being raised with restrictions? Yes. It's amazing how... The a poor child and the rich child could have the same mindset. Um, you know, wait a minute, I'm just too restricted in where I'm living. That's how we know it's a spirit, glory to God. Mm-hmm. Now he wanted the right to call the, the shots for himself. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be free at last, glory to God. With the sound of dad's goodbye ringing in his ears, the young man stretches his wings and flies off to a world of self Indulgence. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Somebody say, I'm going to do me. Do me. Uh, you know, it's amazing how we come up with these, these things that we think is so, so poetic that we think is such a, a rally cry for our lives. I'm just going to do me. It's all going to be about me. The moment you say that, you immediately isolate yourself. The moment you say that, you be, you immediately set yourself apart. And the problem with that is, is that the enemy wants you to be isolated. The enemy wants you to do you. The enemy wants you to be out there all by yourself so that he could fill you with the indulgence of this world. He can fill you with the indulgence of this life and then snatch it away from you instantly once you are hooked. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. The young man was on a mission. His mission statement was operation personal gratification or operation I'm going to do me. Glory to God. The scripture lets us know that that this man was just about doing himself. Hallelujah. Soon he acquires a bunch of friends. Somebody said, you, you know, you can't enjoy this without friends. He acquires a bunch of friends and they are off to live this life of uh, uh, just spending, spending, spending of the inheritance. No indulgence is left untried. The webpage of the prodigal living has the boy in the grass or has, has this young man just being overtaken by... This thing that's on the inside of him, glory to God. See, now, this is the part that I find that's really important for us. The the prodigal living, as as we know it, it doesn't take long before the best thing that had ever happened to him is now staring him in the face. The money has just run out, glory to God. See, it's amazing what happens when the money runs out. You know, um, at at this point, you could almost say, Almost at the bottom now, glory to God, because the money has run out, and then we see that there's a famine that's happening. After he has spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in want. Glory to God. Uh, uh, verse fourteen says the the verse shows us what it takes. It shows us what it takes to turn a rebel's heart um, to home. Panic. In fear, must replace boredom and self-indulgence and personal gratification. Notice the text. He began to be in want. In other words, he went from wanting nothing to being in want almost overnight. So he went and hired himself out to another man in that country who sent him in to feed um, the pigs. Now, mind you, um, here... He's feeding the, the uh, pigs. Why is that uh, a, a, a bad job? you know it's a blue collar job, you know but here is beneath of where his standing was um, because he was a person who who did the hiring. He was uh, he came from a family who had these things. Now he is now doing the uh, servant's work, glory to God. And so when it comes down to these things, we will take less. Hallelujah. Because the enemy has, we have allowed the enemy to keep us from, uh, there it is, keep us from that place that God has has put us. See, sometimes the enemy has to separate you from that very thing that most people are trying to get to. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. I just want to keep it real. I just want to be real. You know, you weren't called to be real. You were called to be special. You were called to be chosen. Hallelujah. You don't have to be down here with 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 the with the right, or you don't have to be down here with the left. You've been called to something else. When he came to his senses, this is the part I like. When he came to his senses, he said, "How many of my father's hired servants have bread to spare?" He recognized that not only did the servants that, that was within his employ or the employee of his family had food to eat, and that's what the bread represents. Had food to eat, but they had Uh, food to spare. Um, There was more of it. It was in abundance. And he recognized that at that point, I am starving to death. Glory to God. Verse 18, it says, I will arise and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Now see, here it is. So he acknowledges that he is sinning against God. And he's acknowledging that, He's going against the tradition of his father. Mm-hmm. He's going against his household mm-hmm. with his behavior. Mm-hmm. Glory to God! And so he figures that, and that's what we do in our minds. It's like, okay, well, I messed that up, so um, I'm going to ask for a a lesser uh, uh, a seat. I'm going to ask for something that I don't even deserve. I don't deserve to be considered a child of my father. Sure. So I'm going to ask him. Um, um to, to if he just accept me as a a, a servant, mm-hmm. glory to God, because he figured that's what he deserved. Mm-hmm. He figures that that's what because of what he has done, mm-hmm. he don't deserve anything more than that. Yes. Hallelujah. Well, right. see, I like who God is yeah. because God is a loving God. God is 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 a God of second chances, and if I would just add something else to that, He's a God of second, third, fourth. Fifth, dot, 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 chances, glory to God. There's nothing that we could have done, said um, that we cannot come back. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Let me give you a glimpse of the rebel's thinking because that's what he was. He was a rebel. Um, He was rebellious. Hallelujah. He was contrary, glory to God. Um, So let me give you a a, a snapshot of his thinking Uh, when he's making a move toward home. I'll go back to to the one that was there when when I was little and I hurt myself. He's talking about the father. I'll go back to the one that treated me fair when I was wrong. I'll go back to the one that held my hand when I failed. I'll go back to the one that stood on principle over person. I'll go back to the one that loved me enough to let me go. Glory to God. Now I want to talk to the ones right now who might have let someone go in in your life. You might have let them go uh, um because you knew that only God could save them. I want to encourage you that, that that thing that you did was the right thing. Glory to God. It was the right thing because only God can heal. Only God can deliver. I'm talking about deliver from a mental illness. I'm talking about deliver from physical illness. I'm talking about deliver from that, that, that spirit of rebellion. Hallelujah. That, that contrary spirit. Only God can deliver from it and because god is the only one that can deliver you have to take on the seat of the father and that is the prodigal son's father and wait hallelujah on the lord the scripture says that the father waited um, for the son and he saw something in a distance glory to god but it's amazing how the when, when the father saw his son coming he recognized even at a far distance that's my baby. Glory to God! I can tell by the way he walks. I can tell by the way he looks. Now, mind you, I'm 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 assuming that this this man this man child has lost weight because he has been in a in, in a impoverished situation. He has been without um, quality food for a long time, so his walk has changed, and I can only imagine that uh, even uh, 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 his appearance. Probably was disheveling. I can imagine that, you know, he probably was smelling even at a distance. Glory to God. But there is something about the love of the father. Hallelujah. And I love this this story. There's something about the love of the father that the father can see through all of that stuff. The father can see through the stink. Hallelujah. The father can see through the weight loss or the weight gain. The father can see through the physical changes of the body and say that that is my son. The scripture says that immediately the father began to run toward the child. Now, wait a minute. And so the father is breaking with tradition. Glory to God. It's like, That's my baby, and my baby is coming back. See, I remember when my baby left. My baby knew that he was breaking covenant. He knew that he was breaking relationship by asking for his inheritance. Well, glory to God. And when he was breaking relationship, that meant that he was no longer a part of this family. That meant he was no longer associated with us, glory to God. He took what he thought was his own and left. But the father recognized that his son was coming back to him. He recognized that not only was his son coming back to him, but this is what he had been praying for. This is what he's been asking God for. See, this is the part I like. Sometimes it's very hard for us to say, thank you, God, when we don't see what we're asking for. But this father recognized that his child was coming. Let's go a little bit further here. Now, when the father arrived, He immediately started calling for the servants. glory to God. He started calling for the servants because he recognized that his child, glory to God, was in a place or in a position that was not of the same status or was not of the same stature of the family. And he said, bring him a robe, glory to God. Bring him a sandal, some sandals. He didn't say give him a bath first. He said, bring him a robe. Uh, bring him a ring glory to God bring him a sandal see we'll clean him up later but this is who he is glory to God so many of us want to already come through the door already clean already smelling good already got our hair done now we want to be able to say I got myself together first then I came to God but guess what God will bestow on you, hallelujah, riches before you even look the part. Glory to God. God will give you treasures before you even have the knowledge of what to do with the treasure. See, hallelujah. the The Father didn't wait for the, for the Son to, to to look good. The Father didn't wait for His Son to smell good, but He reestablished who He was instantly. Glory to God. And so we begin to, to see where how, how God is dealing or telling us the story of how this father is dealing with two sons. Now, the youngest son is now dealt with. Glory to God. He's now reestablished. Now I'm going to deal with my oldest son. Glory to God. The scripture says that the father tells the, the oldest son listen, you already have everything that I got. Glory to God. But your brother, was lost. Your brother has now been found. Glory to God. But this, but the oldest son wanted to be acknowledged as one that was different from his brother. Glory to God. Even in some of us right now, we are we have this 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 pseudo competition going on with our neighbors. We have this competition that well, I sing better than than so and so. Well, I, I I I I do this better than so and so. Why are they getting this type of accolades? Listen, it's not about what you do better, but it's about what you are anointed to do. Glory to God. Some of you are doing things that you're not anointed to do. You recognize that the talent is greater, but the anointing is not. Glory to God. And that's where you have the, the, the difference. Glory to God. I, you know what? I'm going to stop here. I'm going to stop here. Um, but I want to give you, give you a few things. Number one, You can't get yourself together for God. God is the only one that can get you right. God is the only one who can fix those things. All you have to do is say, Lord, take me. Lord, I am yours. Lord, I give myself to you. Glory to God. The other thing, number two, hallelujah, is you cannot, hallelujah, you cannot uh, 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 just separate um, yourself. That that whole rebellious thing that's going on, it's not of God. Uh, The moment you separate yourself, um, willingly separate yourself, you are now in competition um, with uh, the will of the Lord. The will of the Lord is what's best for all of us. And here comes the last piece. Uh, Hallelujah. God has that thing for you You just have to be patient. Hallelujah. And I'm sorry, here's here's the fourth one. Here's the fourth one. That thing, there it is. That thing that you've committed to God, he will do. That thing that you've committed to God, he will do. Stop fussing at it. Stop putting it on punishment. Stop uh, 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 trying to manipulate the situation by, well, I'm just going to do this, and maybe he will do this, or maybe she will do that. Give it to God. And wait for it. Wait for it. Hallelujah. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and He will strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. Every time we try to go around God, we mess it up. We mess it up and we delay. Here it comes. We delay our blessing. Every time we step in the way, and interfere, we delay God moving on our behalf. Glory to God. I encourage you today, just like the the prodigal son's father, give it to God and wait for him to do it. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. I hope you have enjoyed this message. You know, before we go, let's pray. Ready? Father, we thank you. Father, for who you are. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the God of all flesh. We thank you, Lord God, for being the Alpha and the Omega. Now, Lord God, you see where there is uh, 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 things that are going on in our world and in our families, Lord God. Father, I thank you right now, just like the prodigal son's father, we give those things to you. And Father, I thank you right now for doing what only you can Work it out, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, Father, for for taking every bowed head and lifting it, Lord. I thank you for healing, Father, every heart. Those who have been under sound teaching and sound doctrine, Lord God, Father, I thank you for bringing it back to their hearts and minds. Father, I thank you in advance for what you are doing for us. Father, we just lift you up on high and we thank you in Jesus' name, for doing what only that only you can do, Father, heal families right now, Father. Father, I thank you for reconciling father and daughter, mother and son, Lord God, aunts and uncles, cousins, Father, unique grandmothers and daughters. Father, I thank you, Father, for bringing them all back together again. And I thank you for salvation, Lord God. Father, bless in Jesus' name, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God bless you. It's offering time. This is is the time when we bring forth our tithe and our offerings. Um, You can can send your offering and your tithe to us. That's on Cash App. That's dollar sign, Impact Fellowship. Um, And remember, you're not giving to me, but you're giving to, to the Lord. You're giving to God's house. And so we thank you for, for this time. Listen, beloved, this is um, a, a, a good word here. Um, and it gets down to the heart of some of the things that we're dealing with in 2020. I mean, social media has been just all ablaze of, about our our present situation. Um, we're the church, and we're supposed to pray for our leadership. We're supposed to pray for um uh the things of this government that doesn't mean that we line up with what they're saying but well, we thank God for intervening on their behalf and that's why we thank God for healing this president for healing all of these senators all of these uh other officials um and we just thank God for healing this nation this world from this disease called covid-19 um it is what we are called to do. The scripture says, If my people, which are who are called by my name, yes. would humble themselves and pray, mm-hmm. seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive yes. sin and heal their land. Yes. That's what we're called to do. Amen. To pray so that God can humble heal us. the land. Listen, uh, church, we love you. God bless you. Enjoy this week Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Wow, what a time. Listen, um, there's a lot of things that we got from that message today. But remember this, that God is the only one who can get us right. We can't get ourselves together. So we have to depend on him and him alone. God bless you.